Hey everyone, ESG Energize is honored to be sponsored by our good friends at mCloud. Their solutions help companies maximize production, automate operations, and optimize predictive maintenance. Their emissions management solution is so relevant right now with the Inflation Reduction Act. Go check out mcloudcorp.com to learn more. Welcome to ESG Energize, where we discuss the latest developments in the environmental, social, and governance arena that are impacting the energy industry today. Here is your host, Delfina Govia. My name is Delfina Govia, and many of you know me as a partner at Veritas Total Solutions, an innovative management consulting firm where I lead the ESG practice alongside my ETRM colleagues. ESG energized audience, we are stirring things up today on the show. I am joined by William Samasegi, the CEO and founder of a company called Saz Mining. William, welcome to ESG Energized. Thank you so much for having me. This is going to be a fun one. Yes, it is, especially because you are talking about a nasty topic with me today, Bitcoin mining. This is the ESG Energized show, William. We are all about being environmentally friendly. And here you are talking about something that sucks power up like crazy in you know, we, we're not sure if we like you, William. Yeah, I guess we'll, we'll have to have this conversation and see if we're still friends by the end of it. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Tell us, what does is, what is, what is, what is, uh, SAS Mining do? Yeah, well, first off, I'm, I'm very glad that uh, you started the show off that way, and I appreciate you having me on your, your platform here. Um, and I'm actually very, very excited to speak with your audience because I feel like the entire narrative, like, think back to the time when you first heard about Bitcoin mining. Uh, what were your initial thoughts on mining's effect on the environment? Like, or where, where do you, where do you stand today on it? I'm just curious because, uh, I feel like I have a lot of these conversations and people, I feel like come from all these different areas. So actually, William, um, it's interesting that you asked that question because I have an employee who is probably one of the smartest people I have ever met in my life. He's one of the most, most brilliant human beings. And when the the first thing that I wanted to know was what the hell is Bitcoin, right? And <laughs> and I went and I sat down. I was like, dude, what what is this Bitcoin Bitcoin mining? I didn't even understand that. So before we even got to the topic of of mining the Bitcoin, I needed to start off with understanding what Bitcoin was. Maybe <laughs> you might want to share with my listeners who who are way smarter than I am, by the way. Yeah, well, uh, I think that a good way to actually understand why Bitcoin has value is through mining, right? And so, like, let's say, for example, you're living in another country, like you're not living in the US, you're living in Ethiopia or somewhere else where your government's very weak, your banking system isn't, there's a lot of corruption in your government. Like you have people that can have their access to their funds shut off tomorrow. Imagine if you opened what bank do you use? Bank of America, Chase? Imagine bank you try of America, open- Chase, yes, both yeah. of those. <laughs> Okay. Imagine if both of when you open those apps tomorrow, they're like, "Hey, you no longer have access to your funds. We don't recognize your username. Your account shut down. You still have to pay your bills." I would have a heart attack. Yeah. Well, the the thing is, is this is a reality. 
for millions of people around the world. It, there's a really great book that if you or your listeners haven't checked out before, I highly recommend. It's um, called Check Your Financial Privilege by Alex Gladstein. Uh, it's an interesting name, but the concept of the book really puts you as someone who, let's say that you're from the Western world or somewhere with a strong currency, puts you in the shoes of people who don't necessarily come from a place with a strong currency. Like we're very fortunate. You live in a world where you, you use dollars, right? You don't have to worry right. about your currency being uh, devalued, your entire life force, everything that you and your family have worked for disappearing within a month or two. Like it's a reality for other people. And you're seeing hardworking people that can't afford food, that can't afford um, to provide for their families. And Bitcoin, in many cases in those countries, has been hope. You even saw it recently in Ukraine. I mean, you had all these people who all of a sudden they couldn't access their funds. They're trying to escape the country. Your life's in danger. What did, what did they do? Well, they were stuck, a lot of them, early on. The people who had Bitcoin, they had access to their funds. They had custody of their funds. And if you were holding your keys and holding your Bitcoin, you were able to access dollars and get out. But it's not just in Ukraine. This happens regularly all over the world. And it's hard to understand if, if you're not in a country that has an extremely corrupt government or you're not living under a failing currency. But if you are, you see Bitcoin as hope. You see Bitcoin as, uh, you know, hope to, to be able to protect your life force and the value you've created. So that's why Bitcoin is value. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Bitcoin mining is a well, whole take us, thing that. Yeah take, yeah. take us to the. So, so mining. What do we mean by mining Bitcoin? Yeah. So Bitcoin mining is what actually makes Bitcoin function. So let's say that you send me $1,000 in Bitcoin. That is a transaction that just happened and has to be reflected. Your $1,000 of Bitcoin was in your wallet and now it's in my wallet. How does that transaction happen? It's because of the Bitcoin miners around the world. So the Bitcoin miners are providing a valuable service, keeping track and making sure transactions happen. And because of we provide that service, we're compensated in Bitcoin. And going back to your question initially on the energy side, that's why um, it requires energy because you have to run these servers that process the data, process these transactions and make Bitcoin function. And that has a lot of ramifications on the environment. And what I think a lot of people who are outside of Bitcoin mining do not yet understand is this is actually a very powerful force for the energy sector. Uh, many of your listeners, uh, the ones especially with a background in energy, understand that renewable energy, it, it's an intermittent power source. The, the sun's not yes. shining 24 hours a day. The wind's not blowing all the time the same way. And so you have to account for that, right? We almost take it for granted when you go home and you flip on your light switch, everything works. There's, you're never just flipping on the switch wondering, oh, are the lights going to come on? Because they always come on. Um, but the thing is, is the, the power that's needed to power your life and everyone else's life, it's not consistent throughout the day. So you have to have enough power capacity to power everything, like enough energy in the peak demand hours, as well as when there's not a lot of demand for that energy. And so Bitcoin mining going back is like the silver bullet. It's like the magic innovation where you can put a consumer of energy, the Bitcoin miners, anywhere around the world, 
generate revenue from it, like because through Bitcoin mining, generating value by supporting Bitcoin. And uh, more and more people are starting to recognize this. So I'm still, forgive me if I'm, if I'm a little slow, William, because I am one of those energy people and uh, I'm an oil and gas person. So this is, this is new for me. This is difficult for me to understand beyond the fact that we have these massive server farms that are running continuously, that are sucking power. How do I wrap my head around this being not a massive impact environmentally from from the pow- from the use of power yeah great question so stepping aside from the bitcoin side let's talk about the actual energy side and uh, get get to the emissions side so have you are, are are you familiar with methane and the current solutions to to how Very much. we're trying to address methane okay perfect so i uh, Actually, you're probably much more familiar about it than I am. But currently, a lot of the solutions out there are either plugging the wells, so actually having to pay. Like, let's say that you're an executive, you own a well, it's emitting methane. You could pay to plug it, or you could try and flare. Um, not Both of those are liabilities. Both of those are costs. And right now, they're looked at as the cost of doing business. But methane is way worse for the environment than carbon dioxide. And so it's a great way to combat global warming. The key innovation and what we're actually working on at SAS Mining is going to try and capture that methane on site to be able to generate electricity and power Bitcoin miners. So all of a sudden you have a liability. So let's say that you're the CEO of that company that's emitting. Instead of having to pay to plug a well, you can work with a company uh, like a, a Bitcoin miner that can come in and say, hey, instead of you losing money, we're going to turn this liability into an asset. So we'll actually pay you for your trash. And then with that, we generate real value from that electricity that's generated. I mean, we're supporting that system that is helping people around the world who view Bitcoin as hope. The only reason why Bitcoin runs is because of the miners. So we're generating value from this pollution and this waste and reducing carbon emissions in a massive way and generating value from it. And so I think that that when you run the numbers, more and more miners are, are starting to run on methane. And overall, I think that this actually is the key innovation to combating climate change because you can capture and power and generate so much value from all of this waste that's emitting and polluting today. So not only are you, if I'm following you correctly, not only are you capturing uh, value from the methane that an oil and gas company would want to flare and using that for power, that is replacing the use of dirty power, if you will, that you would otherwise be using to run these massive server farms. Am, have I got you? Yeah, you got me. The, the one piece on the dirty power, and this is this is a hot take on my end. I am really, I hate labeling certain energy sources as dirty, even though, um, you know, there are definitely, there, there has been a lot of demonization of like, for example, non-renewable energy sources. I do. Yeah. And this is just a personal view. I'm not necessarily saying this on behalf of the company. Like this is just me personally, but I think that when you look at innovation of the species, for example, like think about everything around you, everything around you, it takes a lot of energy to build. 
like everything that you do is technically going to require energy. So the more energy that we can harness as a society, the more that you can improve people's standards of living. Like if every single person Absolutely. around the world lived in the exact same way that you or I or anyone else from the first world lived, if, if everyone in like the developing world had the same carbon footprint as all of us, then there would be way more energy needed to consume, way more emissions. But at the end of the day, it's like, am I going to police you and say, hey, you can only use this much energy? You being not you, but like the people in the developing world being like, hey, we're not going to we got to shut down all of these projects that can provide energy and provide a good livelihood for these people in other countries because we don't want to emit too much. So you don't get running water, you don't get electricity, you don't get these buildings because then that's going to be too much pollution. So SS Mining, we are an ESG friendly company, but I, I do in a weird, it's kind of a hot take in a weird way, but it's a hot take saying, Hey, I don't think that we should keep the people in these developing nations energy poor. <laughs> I think that they should no, be free to, to live a better life. Com completely agree. I think that that's uh, a topic that we actually have covered on this show before, that we have to also be respectful of the fact that, you know, we may have these uh, these aspirational goals to reduce emissions and what we consider what what a lot of people consider dirty, that you're, you're basically taking away uh, livelihood and you're taking away a decent way to live from people that are not as fortunate as we are. So yeah. It's, and that's why I'm, going I'm glad back to hear you say that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it, the practical approach is not necessarily to hamper and reduce the standard of living of people around the world that live in poor areas that don't have as high of a carbon footprint. I don't think that that's the right solution. I think the right solution is going and finding these high polluting areas, like places that are, are emitting methane and rather than plugging them or taking or, or flaring it, actually finding a way to generate value from that pollution. And I think that that's the real key innovation. And so I think that in the future, you're going to look back and you're going to see, wow, people had it backwards in 2023 in regards to Bitcoin mining. Not only was Bitcoin mining not dirty for the environment, actually Bitcoin mining was the thing that saved and cleaned up the planet. Um, and I'm actually curious. I want to ask you this question. Uh, what industry, if you were to guess an industry, is the highest percentage of that industry is powered by renewable energy? Like what's the, the most renewable energy that you know about? If you were to just guess, like the what percentage? Yeah, the most renewable the energy. The most renewable energy? Yeah, industry. Well, we, we talk, we talk quite often about both solar and wind. Those are the two critical ones. Um, we're also listeners next week. You're also going to have somebody on here talking about hydrogen, uh, green hydrogen, probably next week, but yeah, solar and wind are the two largest renewable energy topics. Yeah. So in my, in my opinion, am I wrong? No. So it, this is more of a hypothetical. I'm not going to give the answer, um, into, because I, I, I truly haven't gone and dug into it, but the thing that really opens people's eyes is when, I tell them the Bitcoin network is already over 50% renewable powered by renewable energy. Everyone sees all these headlines saying, oh, Bitcoin's killing the environment. Bitcoin mining uses as much energy as these like three countries, whatever it may be. But I mean, think about in 
a lot of other industries outside of energy where you can say, hey, like it's powered by over 50% renewable energy. No one's going and saying, hey, we're going to ban shirts because your shirt was produced in a facility that was run on 88% non-renewable energy. Or it, It's such a weird way that the Bitcoin network has been looked at. Like People are demonizing it because it's saying it consumes all this energy. Everything consumes energy. Like, and not only is it consuming a lot of energy, it's consuming a lot of renewable energy. So what are we getting mad about here? <laughs> Well, you know, you're, you're, you're preaching to the choir, right? Because I, I'd say that more worse than Bitcoin, the oil industry, which my listeners know I'm 43-year oil industry veteran here, that we have been demonized. And I, I'm curious as to why you think that's it's the case with Bitcoin. I know that the reason why it's that way with the oil and gas industry being demonized is because we have... We've always been great stewards of the environment. We have always, from an ESG perspective, invested in the social aspects of uh, the work that we do in different countries. When we go in, we give back to communities and, and we leave behind as much as we as we take out. We're demonized because we simply have never focused on it. We've never uh, thought that, okay, we have to tout what we're doing. We have to show off to the world. We've just done it because it was good business to to behave responsibly, but because we haven't defended or sh shown the need to advertise our behavior, that the those of that wanted to to want to demonize us and point a finger can do so because we've never really talked about it. Why do you think it's Bitcoin is is demonized? Yeah, well, there are many, and reasons. nobody knows. I got to tell you, you're telling yeah. me that 50 percent is re is powered by renewable energy. That is absolutely news to me. So why doesn't anybody know that? Yeah, well, this is where it gets very nefarious. It, it takes a dark turn because there's a lot of vested interests against the success of Bitcoin. Um, if I want to just point to a direct example of something that happened, Ripple, which is almost like a competitor to Bitcoin made a $5 million donation to Greenpeace. And then all of a sudden Greenpeace and this whole narrative starts attacking Bitcoin. Aha. Uh -huh. Yeah. And then Greenpeace has actually gotten a lot of shit for, because they got caught. And a lot of people were saying that, Hey, what's your goal here? Are you just touting whatever anyone who's willing to give you a donation says, or are you actually going and trying to clean up and save the climate? Like Greenpeace completely lost its credibility there. And actually, in a weird way, it was like a big marketing campaign for, for Bitcoin mining and what Bitcoin mining actually does. Because people who were intellectually honest and went and looked at the data and actually went down the rabbit hole realized, wait, not only is Greenpeace, uh, you know, taking donations and not necessarily trying to pursue the truth or make the world a better place, but they're also looking at, oh, Bitcoin mining is actually a good a net, a huge net positive for combating climate change. So um, that's one example. But I mean, you have lots of vested interests against Bitcoin due to what Bitcoin is potentially going to become in the financial markets. It's a whole separate conversation. No separate conversation. We'll, we'll have to do another podcast on that one. So yeah. let me have let me have you do this for for my listeners, William, and for me because I, I truly am interested and fascinated by by this topic. Give me some examples of projects that you guys have implemented. 
Yeah. Can well, you do that for me? Yeah. Recently, we actually just launched a facility out in Wisconsin. It's 100% hydropower. So it's not utilizing the methane approach that we've been talking about. Uh, but it, what our company gives people the opportunity to do is actually become part of this movement to begin mining Bitcoin. So right now, let's say today you wanted to go and buy Bitcoin. That's something that it's pretty easy to do. You can go onto Coinbase. You can go onto any other exchange and buy Bitcoin. Yeah, we're we're sitting down and thinking about it and saying, you know what? It's easy to, for you to buy Bitcoin, but before SAS mining, no one had made it easy for you to actually mine Bitcoin. And so we had been in the mining industry since 2018. We we realized that we had the capability to bring this product to market. And so going back to the hydro facility that we just launched out in Wisconsin, uh, anyone who wants to own a miner and have it run on 100% hydropower can go onto our website and then purchase a miner and be- begin mining Bitcoin, uh, which is, is truly empowering. Um, it's the, Our chief operating officer, he said that, he, he used to be in the solar industry and he worked for Sunrun and he was helping people uh, with residential solar. So you can go and get solar panels on, on your roof. And he said that you would see people's eyes light up when they realize that they're no longer dependent on the grid, that they are yeah. actually creating their own energy. Um, and I would say that it's a similar type of feeling with Bitcoin mining, just seeing the Bitcoin being generated and deposited into your Bitcoin wallet and realize, hey, you're supporting the Bitcoin network. You're supporting all those people around the world who depend on Bitcoin for their livelihood. It it is a a pretty special feeling, I do have to say. So maybe I'm I'm getting this completely wrong, but is where the market going that somebody who wants to purchase Bitcoin could actually do like we do when we, we, uh, sign up for our electricity program, right? You can pick, well, I want, you know, 50% of my electricity to come from green sources to, and you can pick that price associated with having a green source for your energy. You do that with any one of the major companies. So are you suggesting that maybe where the market is going is that people that want to buy Bitcoin can actually choose to purchase Bitcoin from a miner that has used renewable energy to mine? That, that's an interesting uh, topic. That, that is different than what we're doing. I mean, our focus is we wanted to make it easy for anyone to begin, to begin mining Bitcoin. So let's say that you're, um, I'll just walk you through the example here. Let's say that you go onto the website, you just click, hey, I want to buy one miner, which is depending on the price of the miner in the market, like let's say $2,000. You purchase that miner, you go through checkout, and then now we go and we install that miner in the facility and you own it. And that miner is generating Bitcoin off of the hydropower. And it's the Bitcoin that it generates is deposited into your Bitcoin wallet. So you, in essence, now own an asset and you also are generating Bitcoin. Uh, And, you know, you can hold it, you can sell it, you can do whatever you want with it, but you know that it came from renewable energy. So I'm buying the miner or mm-hmm. an individual. Yeah, the customer's the miner. Ladies and gentlemen, Delphina's not buying a miner. Let's just get that clear. Uh, <laughs> but if Delphina wanted to buy a miner, then I would buy a miner 
on your website. I go to your website and I purchase a miner and I know that as I'm doing that, that it's going to be placed in a renewable facility. Exactly. Is that Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's run in the facility. That's your miner. You have title to that miner. And then we run that miner on the hydropower for you. So that was the big a key where it was like very difficult for people to begin mining because you needed to understand how to negotiate power contracts and you need to, for example, know how to actually mine the Bitcoin and, and, and do so many different things that really the barrier to entry was so high. So we basically said, Hey, we want to make it so like my mom could buy a miner um, and make it that easy. So just the everyday person could get involved. Well, my mom's not buying a miner either, William, just so that you know. <laughs> My dad bought a miner. So tell me what your dad bought a miner. (laughs) My dad's he he bought like he bought, I think, six miners actually. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe I need to call my dad because my dad's in Venezuela. So you're talking about he 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 texts me about it all the time. He's like sending me screenshots, being like, Yeah, this is this is amazing. (laughs) Because he's not like a super techie guy. And so he he's just blown away. And And then he gets to go to his go to his friends and tell him, he's like, you know, I'm mining Bitcoin <laughs> and try and like brag about it. Like he's figured it all out. It's like, no, you figured out how to go through a checkout. <laughs> he thinks he's all that. He thinks he's all that. Yeah. Oh, his so, friends so like, wow, that's really impressive. <laughs> so then he gets to brag about you, right? Uh, yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. It's like a two for one. There you go. <laughs> it's a two for one. It's two for one. So let's, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's make your dad even more proud. Um, let's brag on you for a minute. What, where, how'd you get into this, William? Where, how'd you get started in this? How did you think about this? Um, you founding this company says mining and and love the name by the way, uh, which your dad has also got to love, right? He's, he's, he's got to love the says Masegi name being used in, in the name of the company. So tell, tell my listeners how you got into all of this. Yeah. Well, well, the name is great for uh, SEO. It's like, it's a very unique set of, uh, yes. like it's a very unique <laughs> name. So it pops up all the time. It, it's not like we're competing against 30 SAS minings for uh, the top of Google here. <laughs> but yeah. So if, if we, well, let's just go back in time. Imagine you're me, like as a kid, just the way that my brain worked, I would always like, I, I would see things, but I would always like, I just like building things and, and trying to see Oh, well, it's being done this way. What if it was done that way? And built a lot of small businesses as a kid. And um, the the first, I would say, most serious company that I ended up moving forward with in the technology realm was a company called TurnUp. And what this did was we had a mobile app that allowed you to see events that were happening on your college campus. So um, okay. you could go, you could see videos, comments, all of that. And at that time, uh, just being involved in technology, some of my friends were telling me about Bitcoin and I had heard about it, but not in the way that, you know, let's go build a company and, and prove the world type of way. But in the early days in Silk Road, they would use Bitcoin for drugs. And so I just had that association in my head. I said, hey, I'm not going to look into this. Yeah. And so it kind of fell off my radar for a little while. And then they just kept saying, hey, you have to look at this. You have to look at these other coins. You have to understand this technology. And at heart, I don't know about you, but I've just always been fascinated by technology. And uh, eventually I did go and look into it. And as soon as I looked into it, I was like, wow. I wasn't around during the very early days of the internet because I'm young, but uh, the, I, I, I 
have studied the early days of the internet and there seem to be a lot of parallels between what it is that we have here. I mean, you're looking at something that underpins so much of the future, our future society. It's just mind boggling. Like, let's say you're trying to build a company today and you don't have a website. You're screwed. That's not happening. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have a website. Yeah. If you don't have a website, you're not building Amazon without a website. You're not building Amazon without the internet. So right. in that same type of way, I feel what attracted me to uh, blockchain was I, I drew these these parallels where it's like, okay, well, they're going to be so, just like how you don't need to, you don't understand how the internet works. Like in reality, if someone like asks, starts going technical on the protocol, you don't know how it works, but you don't have to know how every single piece of it works. You just need to be able to interface with it to actually solve problems in the real world. And that's what I see with saw with the blockchain. And then as I dove deeper and deeper down, I got fascinated by the energy side and by a lot of things that I shared with you and your audience here on this podcast. I think that now the bigger implication might even be on the energy sector and on a global scale regarding climate change. Like really, if you look at all the potential methane that can be captured, I mean, that is a huge, a huge amount to move the needle in regards to accomplishing a lot of the climate goals that uh, UNEP has set out. Very cool. Very cool. So you founded SAS Mining, I think you said in 2018? Yeah. Yeah. 2018. Oh yeah. So I kind of jumped off. of I I rambled, forgot the initial question, but I, that's quite all right. Yeah. I found it in 2018. Um, you know, we've, we've had a couple of different mining facilities in the past. We weren't always purely renewable base, you know, been going down this journey and building the organization. I've learned a tremendous amount about the energy sector. I was, I knew almost nothing about the energy sector when I started this journey about five years ago. And, um, Back in 20, uh, 20, actually, we launched this platform that allows anyone to begin mining last year. And so uh, that was really our big flagship facility with this Wisconsin facility that allows anyone to begin mining Bitcoin. Before that, we were just mining. Um, we were just mining on our own. Uh, we, were, we had also mined some other coins, too, like Ethereum and Zcash. Uh, but at the end of the day, all roads lead back to Bitcoin. Okay. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's get this wrapped up to, I think, what the important question that our, my listeners are probably starting to think of now is wanting to, since we, we don't have all day to continue talking about this, they're going to want to learn a little bit more. They're going to they're gonna want to take a look at maybe a website to be able to understand more now that they've got a basic understanding. Uh, can we, number one, can we direct them to a website? And then a follow-on question to that is, what if somebody actually wants to invest, co-invest with you, uh, wants to buy their miner, uh, participate in projects, how can they get more engaged and involved with your organization? Yeah, well, we, we covered part of it with the website. So SAS Mining, uh, S-A-Z-M-I-N-I-N-G is the spelling. So uh, We'll put the, that in the show notes, ladies and gentlemen. Perfect. Yeah, so they can go to the website through that if they want to buy a miner and actually begin mining. 
but actually, based on the timing of this, we actually have a start engine crowdfunding campaign going live. So just like how we democratize, we're democratizing access to Bitcoin mining, in the past, only accredited investors have been able to invest in, in SaaS mining. And with this crowdfunding campaign, campaign through Start Engine, it allows anyone to begin to become an investor in SaaS mining. So the minimum investment there is uh, $350. And uh, reasonable. Yeah. And we're only allocating up to $1.2 million in the offering. So anyone who wants to participate with SaaS mining that way uh, can get involved with, you know, a minimum check size of $350. And that's, that's fantastic. The so, way. yeah. So an individual can start investing in, in this area. Yeah. And I, I truly believe that this is just like the early innings, the early chapters. Um, it's like the early days of the internet, but the, this opportunity on the mining side and on the energy side, I think is massive. I mean, there's so many areas in the energy sector where this technology can be applied. And I think that this is just the beginning. It's going to get wild as people, more and more people realize what we talked about on this podcast on the energy side and how Bitcoin mining can help solve a lot of our climate problems. That's actually a brilliant way to end this show, William. Awesome. Thank you very, very much for joining us, uh, taking my my aggressive, difficult question right at the <laughs> beginning and sharing with my listeners uh, actually a very fascinating space. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the, the difficult questions and uh, you having me on the show. This is great. I love the technology that you guys have to set this up. I, I, I'm not sure if the, the, the listeners realize this, but this... This tech stack you got here is awesome. And so I'm going to take a play out of your <laughs> a page out of your playbook moving forward here. And uh, once again, thanks for having me on. And William, don't you also have your own podcast that people can listen to? Ah, yes. So anyone who wants to begin listening to me talk more a little bit about Bitcoin, energy, all these topics. I speak with a lot of uh, tech CEOs or leaders in, in the uh, energy and technology industry. So... We have. Can we put a link in our in our show notes on that to that as well? Yeah, hundred percent. It's also easy to find. It it's the uh, SAS Mining Podcast. So the SAS Mining Podcast. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful, William. Thanks so very much. Have a wonderful rest of the day and keep mining. You got it. Hey, you got to join me. <laughs> I will. I will. I will. All right. I'll invest. All right. Awesome. Love it. <laughs> Thanks again. Join us again next week on the ESG Energized Podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. To learn more, go to OGGN.com.